0: Empire of the Sun. Suns.
1: Empire of the Suns.
0: Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Arizona Sports presents the Empire of the Suns podcast.
1: Empire of the Suns. Sun's podcast. My name is Kellen Joined always by Kevin Zerman. Oh, are you fading? Kellen is done. Kellen has done a full show, an early segment in the early show. Did the full midday show.
0: Allergies are getting your voice. Yeah, this is going yes. to be an abbreviated version of the podcast. But we of course wanted to bring you guys one this week. Last time we discussed the uh, Matt Ishbia news. Since then, the Suns have lost four of five. More importantly, Devin Booker's return came in the game against Denver. He only played four minutes, exited. His groin soreness went from a left groin strain. He is going to be reevaluated in four weeks. That would put his absence at 15 games if it was exactly four weeks to the date of the announcement. Reevaluated is the key word. We'll see if it's five weeks, six weeks, and so on and so forth. You and I talked about. For a while now, and this is not a victory parade, this is not a uh, see we told you so kind of thing. We had talked about the load on Bridges and Booker specifically with minutes, but with Booker specifically and how much of the offense he is taking on, he single-handedly wins that game against New Orleans with 58, then misses three games, comes back four minutes later, he's out for a month. Uh, You look back at the postseason... And the heavy lifting that he was doing there. New Orleans series, he gets hurt. I I think that there is should now I haven't really said this on any of the shows I've been doing, but if there is not a concern yet about putting too much on his plate, like you look at what Dallas is doing, with Luca, and I've been talking about this for three years now, about how they got to find more guys around him or he's just going to wear down. Someone cannot have a usage percentage in like the 35-40% region like him and sustain it. And you've used in this conversation, you used Russell Westbrook as a key example of someone who broke down a lot quicker than we probably thought he would have. And I'm not saying that Booker is in that territory. I'm just saying when you put a heavier load on guys, you will start to see signs of its effect. And I think we, are, we have seen it on... specifically what are your thoughts
1: yeah I think we've seen it Mikkel Bridges too I mean I think at the start of the season I saw a guy who looked so fresh and he looked super explosive compared to last year and I don't know if that was what he did but he's worn down to me just watching him and, and book never looked worn down. But when you have this history and Bobby Marks had a tweet of the history of the hamstrings, both hamstrings multiple times on one um, and now a groin issue, you wonder at the very least why this is happening. And it's kind of the same types of injuries or soft, soft tissue. And I don't want to play medical doctor, but when it's something that keeps popping up and it's impacting you in important moments obviously then you have to kind of self evaluate or the team has to evaluate him and say are we misusing him or does he just need to strengthen this and honestly maybe that's what this month is where it's like i I don't think they said really that he did anything different when he played the 4 minutes against Denver on Christmas but it didn't feel right, and, and now they're taking a obviously different approach than day by day to see what's up with that injury. So, I, I again, I don't want to go too deep into it other than you have to look at yourself because, and I'm sure they are because you want to win, you want to have them healthy, but it, it is the conversation we've been having, and now they're faced with um, a real depth issue problem, and it's beyond just missing their best players. It's... um kind of how this season goes now. Earlier in the year,
0: forty four, fifty one, forty one. 41. Again, just like single-handedly carrying their offense. Four straight games, he doesn't look like himself for like what's wrong, there's something wrong, and then at the end of that New Orleans game, we finally see like a physical sign that something's wrong and then he misses time. Yeah, they, they got to figure it out. And James Jones said on his uh, Burns and Gamble interview that this is the type of thing where they're they're fortunate, it's not worse, and he's out for the rest of the year. And he said this is not the type of thing we're thinking about. Days, weeks, months, things like that. We're thinking about years down the line with these types of decisions. And to your point, exactly like that's got to be the approach here. And again, um, even even the thing where Chris Paul has like a left calf kind of thing or whatever that was uh, in in the Memphis game, and then he's wearing something on 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 it in the Washington game, and look in the Washington game that might have been the best he looked all year. But I see those kinds of injuries. I'm just like, just give him two weeks again. Like it's 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 fine. <laughs> just give him two weeks. Like it's. Uh, I I still tread to that sort of thinking, even with the amount of injuries that they have. And I know a lot of people listening will disagree with me on that point, just because of how short handed they are. Already, but you even watch McKel, and it's like when he got hammered on a screen uh, last night in the loss to the Wizards. I was like, just give him a week. <laughs> just, I mean, the, the, like I, I just and Mikel is clearly you watch him, and I think Sam Cooper pointed this out. Like you can tell there are some minor things that are adding up for him too, not to yeah. the point where Booker it's like wear down effect, but you can tell that he's playing through some stuff right now.
1: Yeah, and Chris had the shoulder issue, which looked bad initially, and then he came back. So these little things add up, and whether and, it's and a And Chris, or... the way
0: he's passing the ball, I I DM'd you about this and a couple of other people, the way that he's been passing the ball lately, it tells me that something's, like, not 100% with him. Just the... Pa- like, he's throwing drop... He's throwing yeah. pocket passes at people's shins. Like, he's throwing these overhead bounce passes that I've seen him do from time to time, sure, but he's relying on it more, and I'm, like, wondering what it... Why, why exactly? Like, it just... It, it doesn't look right for
1: him either. I mean, so, at a bigger perspective, I think... Bickley and Murata have this a lot, where Bick is like super anti resting guys for the sake of resting. But I think that gets that take is misinterpreting what teams are doing. Like they rest Kawhi because his probably it's like I don't, I don't know what how many miles he has left on his knee. Like that's a legit thing. LeBron James is being rest on back to backs. I believe a few times here and there, and, and people the, look the at Titans
0: that, Are the cross sport? <laughs> Analogy here, right? Because they <laughs> they have a game in week seventeen that doesn't matter. The week eighteen game only matters, and they're sitting almost everyone in week seventeen. And all those guys aren't just sitting because of rest. It's like right. Derek Henry has this thing. All these guys have these things that they're they've been playing through. That but they but this can now is take even time.
1: like they, the Suns are doing this. I th- to not not to save their dudes down the road. Even it's to have a chance to go in the playoffs and be competitive. Like I I think teams view it that way. It's not we want to be at our. Su- ultimate best it's like we we have to do this so we have a healthy team at all and i think people get lost on that but anyway yeah it's it's gonna test them and we can talk about what where the suns go from here now i guess because i think we've gotten all of our rest give guys rest let guys figure it out yep. don't put more on them kind if of you have to them sign guys way. to hardship exceptions go ahead spend a little money. You have no boss right now. Just spend my. <laughs> I know Not it doesn't sure. work Not like sure that. Not sure it works like that. Suns
0: are 5-10 and 10 in the month of December, and this is where we can talk about where they go from here, where their effective play is and all that kind of stuff. I say we table the conversation kind of around my column for next week in terms of the what do we do now I sort of wrote that then just because I told you I had something on my mind for a couple of weeks and I was going to do it in like mid-January but what books injury the timing it just kind of made sense for it to come out now anyway just on my thoughts of here is how the offseason has caught up to them in a myriad of ways here is where they are at as a team right now and I think the two main things at the top of the list right now just in terms of where they are at right now is a 5 and 10 team in December is the play of Chris which we have gone over enough but what we haven't talked about as much is the defense and I brought up the statistic here and there but as of today yeah. <laughs> since November 8th which is when they played the day after they played their 10th game of the year Uh, so we are talking nearly two months into nearly a two month sample size now they are 24th in defensive rating they are trailing the Houston Rockets in 23rd there are some horrible teams below them horrible defensive teams below them look they can be a slightly below average defensive team for two months of the season we saw that heading into the playoffs I believe last year and the year before that their defense tailed off towards the end of the regular season it's not something to be alarmed about when they're like 15th or 20th or whatever it is but when you're taking at that point again so 10 games in so we are talking 26 games which is more than a fourth of the season now where they have been a bad a bad defensive team and they are you could argue very bad on defense and then they play this Washington Wizards team again we have to cite and um Add the asterisk to every single time we talk about things like this. Yes, the Suns are very shorthanded right now. They also gave up 36, 28, 29, 34 points by quarter to the Washington Wizards. They were down super early to a team without Bradley Beal. They were down 19 in the first half. Chris Paul does the point got thing. He scores or assists 20 of their first 24 points. They're within one, then three and a half minutes. They can't take care of the ball. They fall apart on defense. Now they're down 15 again. Uh, the defense... To me, if they cannot get back to being a good defensive team, I do not see the path towards them being a title contender and I know a lot of people hear me say that and just kind of go they're not even a title contender right now what are you talking about they're not even a title contender if they become a good defensive team because they've got these issues on offense and all that kind of stuff I think we're getting like seven steps ahead of the process here when we're talking about this team that you forget the first step to this team being awesome the last two years was the fact that they were arguably the best defensive team in the league over that two year stretch I think Boston was the best defensive team in the league last year but for those two years it was it was the Suns without a doubt and Now they've just been a bad defensive team. So they have got to use this next two months, three months to get back to not only being an average defensive team, which is where it starts. And we saw that look against Denver and Memphis. Were they outstanding defensively? in 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 bits, but they were just more fine and and again, that is significant progress for where they are at right now. So when we have this conversation next week more about like what happens next, do they trade Chris Paul like all this kind of wacky stuff where we're talking big picture this window, that window, and all that kind of stuff, part of my skepticism for where they're at as a team right now is just the fact that they're not good defensively, and that is an yeah. uphill battle for them,
1: yeah. Because they can't be an offensive team, right? Because of everything we've talked about too much, probably. And Chris Paul, one of those things where up. the
0: numbers—I think they're top five in offensive rating over that stretch, still. But like you know, from like a limitations perspective, yeah. that it, it catches up to them.
1: And they work through Da, and McKell will get more opportunities and all that good stuff. But the the defense stuff is—it's hard to talk about even because it's one effort where full quarters or games or a four minute stretch where they just blow a comeback effort or they blow a lead. They just aren't trying not trying. That's too harsh. I I think just not. I I talked about it a few weeks ago, not knocking guys off their spots. They're just letting guys walk into shots. Maybe they have a hand up, but they're letting guys run offense. They're not screwing up timing intent. Yeah. Their intent is not consistent. Like what Josh Akogi does most of the time is not there. And when he does it, it's very noticeable. When Mikkel Bridges does it, it's not as noticeable, but it makes a big impact on timing and all that if stuff. If
0: Chris Epspor takes three dribbles or two dribbles to get to the rim and then gets to the rim, the next time what should happen is he should take a dribble and then get fouled. Yeah.
1: Old school, like Charles Barkley, I don't know why they didn't knock him Doesn't, on his butt.
0: Yeah, that's not even it's not even old school. It's, it's not just even like that. we're not gonna allow the seven three guy to dribble.
1: Like we're not we're not allowing that. So part of it is that, and then part of it is times where they are doing that, but there's communication breakdowns. There's one play against the Wizards where D.A. picked up a foul. I don't even remember who it was, but it was basically just a basic pick-and-roll situation on the wing, and he and Mikel kind of did a, a second of, like, wait, what are we doing? Am, am I switching or not? And D.A. didn't have great position because he took a second to think about it against the Wizards and it's just these guys obviously know each other have played each other their whole careers and they're screwing up basic stuff like that and to me that's the red flag where I don't know if it's coaching I don't know if it's just lack of focus coaching would be like that situation was confusing which I don't believe that's to that to be true because it was a basic pick and roll so I don't know man I those types of things for Team that has been good at doing those things over two years and went to the finals two years ago i don't know how to really break that down and say i don't know why this is happening because it shouldn't be
0: the offense is a roster limitation the
1: defense is has no excuses i'll say their roster construction doesn't even have the best like i've even said going back a few years this team isn't the most athletic team but yes it They have been an elite defensive team without that this whole time, too.
0: So the five games we missed, there was the Washington game where they were losing by quite a bit. And then they made this incredible run in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, where it was like that tidal wave that they kind of been waiting for in terms of momentum. And then again, they just lose focus for three minutes and then the game's over again. I think it was it was over two, it was just under two minutes, like how quick the run was from the Wizards to steal it at the end. Uh Mikkel and DeAndre bickering at each other at the end, Mikel takes full responsibility for him doing that on the court, and then just said how awful he felt about it and and how he messed up and everything and I could tell just being around him how much it was still bothering him and gnawing at him that he did that to to one of his teammates on the court, but it also just speaks to the frustration level. I saw him in the second quarter doing it, and he was talking to everyone like he was turning around as the guy waiting at half court and being like like, right now, lock in, let's go like I'm tired of this
1: how much how much have we seen guys? just put their hands up like, I don't know why that happened. And that is something I never saw the last few years. No, uh, so
0: that game happens, and then I'm setting this up because we get to the Memphis game where they get the doors blown off of them. And and as uh, the win in Memphis showed a couple days prior, like, it's, yes, they're down players. Yes, they're without guys and all this kind of stuff. But, like, it's it should never be that kind of blowout just because they're shorthanded. And that led to Monty Williams, who will rarely, usually with some games, like, yeah, like, they... They beat us. They did all this. We got outworked, all this kind of stuff. Like he'll say the typical things, but this was the one where he actually like opened up a bit and he just said something to the effect of like, we are, we need to get back to chasing things and we need to, I feel like the prey right now, that's not a very good feeling. And then I asked him, I was just like, you guys had like, when this would very rarely happen last year or two years ago, the the first thing you would come in here and tell us is like, we got outworked and we don't get outworked. And I was like, what is it? Do you think that this is like a wake-up call for your guys that you're having so many of these games right now where you are getting outworked? And then he was basically agreeing with me and co-signing, which is like a weird thing to have happen. Uh, not not with him specifically, but just in any situation where he was just like, yeah, like it's just like, we don't do that. Like that yeah. doesn't happen to us. And that's going to the Denver game and the Memphis game after that where they showed a better fight. And then the Wizards game, second game of back-to-back, there was some like de-icing situation with their plan. They didn't get into DC until like four in the morning or whatever, but at the same time, That level of like defensive effort just like isn't going to cut it no matter the situation no matter how many guys are out or in or whatever it is so I think like the next two to three weeks specifically you look at everything I just think defensively is where they really need to figure out it's not like the the Raptors or the Knicks are offensive juggernauts by any means I mean Cleveland, Golden State, Denver, Minnesota, Memphis, Brooklyn, Miami like those are tough matchups don't get me wrong and a lot of those are very good offensive teams but they've got some things to figure out Uh, on the on the defensive end that really need to uh start to get going is there any players that you wanted to mention before we go Landry Shamit did have the best four game stretch of his son's career over that time it was his first game as a son with four straight games and double figures he scored 90 points I think in four games after 82 in his last 12 prior to that Ooh. uh and then of like the luck of this team he, he his Achilles is sore and he missed and gets dunked on uh missed the Memphis game missed the Washington game we haven't gotten the injury report yet for the Toronto game which should be coming here any minute, so by the time you listen to this, check on the Twitters and it'll it'll be there. Um, anyone else worth mentioning? I mean, the Wizards game, their big three for now because uh,
1: Booker's out, like, all played well. That was good. I just think, man, you need to get Josh Okogie's edge and give it to everyone else and Dwayne Washington's confidence on offense and give it to everyone else because they just don't have... I don't... You call it an it factor as a team, just like this edge on either end where you're like, okay, this team's like down, but you don't feel confident that they can fight for a full game. And it's not really a personnel thing. It's more of just an identity thing. And I think that's what this team's kind of missing, honestly.
0: And we'll see if they can find it. I think you and I talked about this um, to like close up shop here. We talked about this on Wolf and Luke where lost in the middle of this was Mikel and DeAndre doing more offensively and Cam Johnson at the start of the season, but then the injuries got to the point where they're out where Mikel and DeAndre are even doing more offensively, and now you can see why exactly the Suns have been cautious with how much they ramp up their involvement in the offense because then it can kind of look like this where it affects other parts of their games like DeAndre is making I I know people think of DeAndre as someone who has brain farts in games like commonly but I've never seen him screw up this much in a game in the last in games consistently in the last like three four years I would say it's been a while since like the brain farts are this consistent and then Mikel just like defensively like this it's nowhere close to last year for him defensively but hey he's taking 15 shots a game right now and and sorting through that part of his game as well and deandre is more of a focal point as well it's adjustments that um i believe and you you said this on the air with us and i agree that overall we are going to look back at this stretch as a positive for those two guys specifically because they got to push their games offensively to those limits and kind of see what it was because i do believe if they get healthy and then especially if they get healthy and make a serious trade then you'll look at Mikel getting back in that range of like 9 to 11 shots per game and see him like just really explode him and DeAndre both I think they're going to feel the relief of that. Just yeah. guys getting back uh, again, guys getting healthy alone is going to help, but especially if they make some moves to free up the offense a little bit, those guys are just going to be just absolute forces for the last couple of months and then in the postseason as well.
1: Yeah, I think you peg them down to like the third option and suddenly everything will come easier again and and they can refine their confidence. but might be a while we'll see. Okay, I'm going to go not spend time
0: talking into a microphone about sports for the first time in four and a half hours uh, for an hour, and then I'm going to go do it again for 15 minutes, and then I'm going to drive home and sleep.
1: Yeah, you deserve it.
0: Thanks, man. hard day's work. We'll be back next week again. We'll get more into the big picture stuff, the trade uh, market stuff, and and all those sorts of things that people want to hear about uh, next week. Goodbye.